Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. It's the middle of the week. We get to come to church. It's one of my favorite days of the week. So I'm excited. And I'm excited because I get to feed you guys the word that's been fed to me for about seven whole months. <laughs> so I was sharing with Pastor Misty yesterday that I had about 35 pages of notes. And I've only done this two times this year on two different subjects, and they do it all the time, guys. So kudos to our pastors. Can we give them a hand and honor them tonight? And um, I'm just so honored that they trust me to stand here. And, and so I hope that my prayer is that what you hear me speak about tonight is it causes you to have a different perspective about the Word of God and how you spend time with God and what the things you're saying and your thought process. So let's open in prayer. So Father, I thank you tonight for an opportunity to share what you've put in my heart, Lord. I ask that the Holy Spirit would just not only minister through me, but minister to every person in this room. And just, Lord, I'm, I'm just a vessel tonight. I'm dependent on you. And I know that you said you would never leave me never fail me, God. And so I thank you, God, that you're going to do amazing things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we are on our discipleship series. So I just want to recap really quick. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Derek and Meredith, um, who are our discipleship directors. They so, yeah, so graciously called me tonight and prayed with me and um, just encouraged me as, as many of our team members did and our pastors texted me today. So thanks to everyone because I needed it all. You guys know what I'm saying. So Derek let us know that the definition of discipleship is a process or a journey of living a life completely devoted to Jesus. Meredith reminded us to ask ourselves, are we growing? And then Michael said, in that growing... We should be serving one another better. Cana taught us to be a disciple of Jesus is to be a disciple of the word, to study that word, and to understand that word. And then Robert, who is a great example of what he taught on, said to become a great disciple, you must become a great servant. And then last month, Hannah shared, keep your focus on God, and this will help us stay in peace and this will help us live a surrendered life. So when they um, assigned me my topic, it was how to be an overcomer. And I was really excited because I get to get up here and I get to say, "Woo! we get to be overcomers. It's a really exciting word. And so I did about 33 pages of notes. <laughs> and then two weeks ago, the Lord said, we're going to talk about the spirit of self-control. I was like, What? See, y'all weren't excited about that at all, and that's what I knew, and so I knew we needed to hear it. I knew I needed to hear it because he was speaking it to me, so I know that at least one of you guys out there tonight needs to hear this word. <laughs> then pastor preached on it too on Sunday, so I was like, I hear you, Lord. So we're going to start out with our scripture, if you have your Bibles or your phones, in Galatians 5, and we're going to read from 16 to 23. Let me pull mine up here. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you will not be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants to do. 
The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. I'm going to read that again. So spirit and flesh. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Says, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation of the law of Moses. So we're at verse 19. Says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then our scripture we're going to focus on tonight is verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So I want us to look at this in the easy version. I love the easy version, I think, because the word easy is in it. It just makes it feel easy. So it says, but God's spirit causes us to live in a different way. So you're going to hear that a couple times tonight. It says, we love other people. We are happy and have peace in our minds. We are patient, kind, and good. And people can trust us to do what's right and good. So we already see right here that if the Spirit of God is on the inside of us, we will, one, live differently. So what does that mean to live different? It means to live different than the world, to live how God tells us to live, which means we will have love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen? All right, so we're going to look at two definitions. We're going to look at the spiritual side of self-control, and then we're going to look at what psychologists say self-control is. The Bible tells us that self-control comes from the indwelling and the transformation of the Holy Spirit. It is a sign that Christ lives within us. If we let our desires lead our decisions, our lives, and our bodies things will quickly spin out of control. And I'm sure everybody here has a situation that you followed that flesh in some manner and it did not turn out like you thought it should have turned out, right? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not to fear, but of power and self-control. Meaning that when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, you are able to possess self-control and you will demonstrate this fruit. Sounds real easy on paper, doesn't it? Sounds, sounds good. So self-control is often a matter of responding rather than reacting. I'm going to read that again. Self-control is often a matter of responding rather than reacting. When you react, your emotions will take over, and then you are more likely to become defensive and say hurtful things to someone else. As a Christian, our response to situations are to be guided by the fruit of the Spirit. Again, we're going to say it again. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. I knew you guys would get it. Guess who's the expert on this? Not me. I know y'all thought I was going to say me because I've been studying it, but it's not me. Jesus is our expert. 
Jesus is the expert in overcoming temptation. He never sinned despite being tempted. And now he is compassionate toward us because we struggle and we face temptation. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. That's Hebrews 4.15. So I just want to stop right here real quick and say, you are not alone. I don't care what your situation is, what your circumstance is, what your temptation is. Jesus, number one, is there for you, and Harvest Church is there for you. You are not alone. Do not let the devil lie to you and tell you that you have a special case, that you're out here on this island by yourself, that whatever those feelings are talking to you, that is a lie. You can go to God first and then feel free to call Harvest Church if you need counseling, if you need a recommendation. We have great Christian counselors we've been um, given to recommend to you, and there is no shame in asking for help of any kind. Amen? So I just wanted to say that. All right, so now we're going to look at what psychologists say. Psychologists define self-control, y'all are going to love this, I'm just telling you, the ability to control behavior in order to avoid the temptation so you can achieve your goals. The ability to have self-control allows us to delay gratification and resist an unwanted behavior or urge. That's really good, isn't it? So, so let me just say there's no conviction in this room. This was a hard lesson to eat. I'm telling y'all, this is something I personally have struggled with. Not being emotionally led, not being caught up in a situation or feeling like it was a personal attack to me. And the Lord has really ministered to me. Um, I'm just, there's a part of my lesson tonight I'm really excited to get to because I learned some really awesome stuff. And I'm hoping you guys learn it like I learned it. So, all right. So let's think about what, what are some areas we might need self-control in. So, of course, food is first on the list. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to move to the second one on the list. We're just not even going to talk about it. We all know that battle, right? All right. The second one is our tongue. So I don't know if that's any better than the first one, but anyway. Our emotions. How about our spending and our finances? Are you disciplined with your spending and finances? <laughs> Sexual impurity or pornography. Maybe it's forgiveness to yourself or someone else. Maybe it's an addiction, drinking, or drugs. It could be gossiping, discord, sowing discord, or being jealous of other people. We would probably call these the big type, you know, things you can probably see on the outside on someone that eventually shows up, right? But I want us to think about some other things tonight that we might need to sow some self-control with. How about social media? So you guys know there's a thing in your phone that'll tell you how much time you spend a day or a week on social media. It's pretty interesting. I encourage you to try that. Um, you might not like what you see. You might be surprised at what you see. Um, TV, video games. I put driving, but we'll just we'll move on after that one too. Dealing with children, uh, little children, teenagers. Dealing with a spouse. Trying to control others and situations. How about procrastination or bad attitudes? So I'm pretty sure that all of us could find at least one thing that we struggle with. Either in this list or maybe there's something the Lord is already speaking to you. So before I go into the next thing, I have a video that I want to show you real quick. And just to preface the video, um, 
I don't know that I need to preface it because it's really going to minister to you on self-control. Okay, sit in that chair. All right, here's the deal. Marshmallow, for you. You can either wait, and I'll give you another one if you wait, or you can eat it now. When I come back, I'll give you another one, so then you'll have two. But stay in here and stay in the chair till I come back, okay? okay. All right. So I'm going to leave and then I'll come back, okay? So you can either eat it right now or you can wait. Either way, okay? Okay. How'd you do? Did you do good? You did? Yeah. You wanted to eat it, didn't you? Yeah. So did I tell you to give you another one? Okay, now you can have both. You need them. <laughs> I just love that video when I saw it. I mean, if that doesn't speak to you about something in your life that you're like, I'm the world's best at saying, I'm not going to look at it. It doesn't exist. If I'm not seeing it, it's not real. Even though it's real, it's still there. But I just thought that was just... So cute and such a great example. <clears throat> so I want to follow that up with, I've been listening to a lot of Dr. Caroline Leaf. So I know some of y'all know who she is. Some of y'all don't. She's kind of like the medicine woman twin, but she's really not the medicine woman. But man, she looks just like her. And I talk really fast, but she's about 10 times faster than me. Y'all have to stop it, back it up. Stop it, back it up, because it's a lot of information. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of what I, I have recently been listening to her. She says, oh, by the way, she is an expert neuroscientist, is that right? Brain doctor, does all this research. And she's a Christian, so let me just say that. All right, it says that she has been doing some research. This is like recent research about pathways in our brain how we create our habits. So we have all heard that it takes 21 days to create a habit, right? She believes it's a minimum of 63 days, and that happens in three different phases. The first phase is the 21 days. The, the rest of the time, the 42 days, you're practicing what you did in the first 21 days. Now, she says that our pathway, so let me back up. So you have a thought that comes to you. So let's just say that in service last Sunday, you heard pastor say, you can do all things through Christ. 
So you have that thought, and there's a little place in the front of your brain, and that thought sits there. It's like a little box. And your mind is deciding at that moment, do I want to put this in my short-term memory, or do I want to put that in my long-term memory? Y'all, this is so good if you get this with the Word of God. I'm telling you. 24 to 72 hours, that thought sits there. We got to take our thoughts captive. Do you hear what I'm saying? This has changed the whole way I've started thinking, man. It's so good. It says, so I'm thinking about the Word of God when I'm reading this, right? And how God has designed us and how he tells us in his Word to not let the Word depart from our eyes. Because when you're building that pathway, whatever you're continually looking at, whatever you're continually listening to, it is building a pathway in your brain negative or positive. And the more you feed on it, the further down that road you go, and then the harder it is to come back because now you've created a habit. So let's think about that. Keeping the word before us, speaking the word. Pastor quoted Dad Hagen on Sunday, and I, I don't want to mess this up, but I believe he said one of the most simplest things a Christian can do that they are not doing is renewing their mind on the things of God. Think about that. If our mind needs to be renewed every day, you're putting it in. You're put, I mean, do, do y'all see what I'm saying there? It's so good if you get a hold of this. Man, it will make you watch your words. It's going to make you watch what you are putting in. What are you struggling with? What is that thing that you just can't seem to get past? You can't seem to get over. Maybe you get over it, and then suddenly you find yourself back again. You got to get the word you got to get the Word of God on it. The Word of God is what changes our minds and our hearts because the spirit man's on the inside. Getting excited. Let me slow down. <laughs> Sorry. Romans 12.2 says, Do not become like the people who belong in this world, but let God completely change the way you think so that you live differently. There's those words again. Live differently. Then you will understand what God wants to do. You will know what is good, you will know what pleases God, and you will know what is completely right. It's pretty plain. You want to know what God's plan is for your life? You want to understand what to do, what your next step is, what pleases him, what is right? Let God change your way of thinking to his way of thinking. And guess what? All that stuff comes clear. All that fog gets out of there, right? On Sunday, Pastor Coyne said, Develop your spirit of self-control. Anything that is demanding your attention more than God is an idol. Walk in the part that is born again, the spirit part. We are a spirit in a bodysuit with two eyes. Now, I don't want to make this weird, but I started thinking about that. <laughs> so I've been studying all this mind stuff, right, and thinking about when we think about the inside of our body, what do we think about? Our muscles, our organs the blood, whatever, you know. And you know what? Guess what all that's a part of? The flesh. Remember what we read in the beginning? There's a war happening all the time, flesh and spirit. So I have a spirit person on the inside of this body with two eyes. And so when I was saying I want to make it weird, I was thinking about the aliens and how they have those big old eyes, you know. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on from that. just wanted to share that. But I was just thinking about that spirit person on the inside of me. 
and thinking about all this stuff like Dr. Caroline Leaf was saying and thinking about the Word of God and how I'm walking around every day seeing things. How am I seeing those things? What is my perspective? What am I struggling with? What am I talking about? You guys getting it? So good, y'all. This is so good. This will change your life. Right? It's changed my life in two weeks. Just studying this stuff, probably quicker than that, honestly, but because the word of God's fast, right, if you receive it. But over the last couple of weeks, I've just begun to see some things differently. All right. Sorry, I lost my place. Hang on one second. I am a very visual person, so this is how I see things. So that's why if you guys, why I keep giving you these examples, I'm just a visual girl, so I have to have it like that. <clears throat> Pastor went on to say, we cannot control anyone but who? Ourselves. We can either walk in the flesh, choose to grow in God, pray and stay in the spirit, serving and following good leadership, because guess what? This is what helps us develop self-control. When Jesus was on the cross, Matthew 26, 53 and 54, he said, do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once be at my disposals and send 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled if it to happen the way it was supposed to happen? That right there, guys, is self-control. Man, Jesus could have said, I am done with this. How many of us would have went through with that plan, really? I think about him in the garden sweating blood. I'd have been like, peace out. Love y'all, but you know what I'm saying? Like, But he restrained his emotions, all of the sin that was put on him when he was hanging on that cross. He showed the ultimate self-control for you and for me because he loves us. Amen. If you lack self-control, you will be controlled by every whim. If you do not choose to rely on the Holy Spirit and aim to make right choices, you will never become your best self. Jesus gave up his life, so while we're in this world, we can become our best self. Why? Because while we're here, we need to bring glory to God. And to bring glory to God, we have to walk in the things of the Spirit. If not, we're going to be walking in the flesh. It says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls, Proverbs 25, 28. It says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it, Matthew 16, 24, 25. When you die to yourself or surrender to God, start over with that. When you die to yourself or surrender to God's way over your own way, you will find the most beautiful and fulfilling life on the other side. You guys can stand. So that's just all I have for you tonight. <laughs> I know it kind of ended a little abruptly, but um, I just wanted to take some time to pray. And I wanted to take some time tonight because we talked a lot tonight about the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're here and you don't know who the Holy Spirit is or you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So I wanted to give an opportunity tonight for anyone. So if you guys will bow your heads, we're going to pray. And so if you're here tonight 
and you are just really struggling with, this, with self-control. You're just like, man, that thing just keeps dogging me. I can't seem to get over it. It keeps coming back to me. And I just really want that broken off of my life. If you'll just raise your hand tonight. Amen, I see you. And maybe you're here tonight and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I'm telling y'all that is some stay in power right there. And so if you just want to raise your hand so I can acknowledge you to be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. Amen. All right, so let's pray. So Father, right now, I just cover every single person in this sanctuary, Lord. Lord, those that raise their hand tonight that are struggling in areas of having control and controlling their self, Lord, we break that off of their life right now in Jesus' name. And God, I just believe that they got nuggets tonight, Lord, that will help them move forward out of this moment, Lord. God, that you are speaking to them, the Holy Spirit is helping them, and they will move forward. They will no longer be stuck in that thing, Lord. And so, God, I just thank you that your word is alive and true and it is working on the inside of us right now. We will not be remiss, Lord, by what we heard. We will understand our words matter. We will understand what we're putting into our eyes and our ears and into our bodies matter, Father. We thank you, Lord. And Father, I pray over those right now that raised their hand to receive the Holy Spirit. Everybody just please repeat this after me. Dear Father, I ask right now that the Holy Spirit would come and fill me. And I thank you, Lord, that I will live on fire for God with the help of the Holy Spirit like never before. And so, Father, I just thank you tonight for your words. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.